Good evening and welcome to this edition of Twist Network, Women in Motorsports. I'm Melinda Russell and I am your host for this program. Tonight, my guests are Tina and Camille Lewis. We have a mother-daughter team with us tonight. So I'm excited to talk to them. Um, but first, we are sponsored by the International Women's Motorsports Association. You can find out more about us at IWMANation.com. We also have a large Facebook page that keeps growing. It's International Women's Motorsports Association is our Facebook page. And we also have a, a tag that's racinggirlsrock.com. So if you want to know more about us, the fastest way is to go to racinggirlsrock.com. Check out what we're doing. We'd love to have you become a member with us, um, be part of our association. That would be great. It allows us to interview women on the radio station here. It allows us to put out a digital magazine every month about women in racing. And in the future, it's going to allow us to travel and hold events for women all across the country at racetracks. And so we'd love to have you be a part of that with us and be part of our community. So again, tonight we have Tina and Camille Lewis. I'm going to let them tell you a little bit about themselves, and we're going to get started right here. So welcome, ladies. Hello. Hi. So uh, first thing, I'm going to start with you, Tina. If you would tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, do you work, where do you live, and then we'll have Camille do the same thing. So go ahead. Well, uh, we live in Battle Creek. I am a counter salesperson at our local Napa. Um, I grew up in racing with my dad and my mom, and there was seven of us kids. Um, and I, I myself started racing in 1993 when my dad was ready to kind of step out and let somebody else take the rink. So, okay. um, but it's been it's been in our family since I was little, and I think I've been going to Galesburg since I was probably about one or two years old. So, just a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Camille, tell tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm 16. I started racing two years ago. Yeah, two or three years ago, 2016. Um, ran that full season, took a season off, and back this year. And yeah, kind of just stepped in because it was the family thing and. Right. Got to keep it going. Yeah, you got to keep that tradition alive, don't you? Yeah. So, um, Tina, we're going to start with you then on this question. So when you first got involved with racing, even as a little kid, did you always think that you were going to drive a race car at some point? Honestly, no. I used to sit in the stands. I remember being... 10 or 11 and sitting in the stands thinking, you know, it'd probably one day be cool to be in a race car, but it'd probably never happen. And then when it did happen, it's, I just look back at those days thinking it would never happen. And it's just amazing that it did. Mm -hmm. So what was the first type of car that you raced? My first car was like, I believe a 87 or 88 Ford Escort that was given to me. And it was a manual transmission. I had no idea how to drive a manual transmission. And the guy said, I guess if you want to race, you'll learn how to drive a stick. So 
we put the car together, we stripped it down, put it together, and I took it out there and I learned how to drive a stick. Yeah. It's either it's either sink or swim, isn't it, at that point? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Camille, what what is your first car and and what class are you racing in? Uh first car was what did we say, ninety seven? Yeah, ninety seven Dodge Neon. Um and I started out in the outlaw front wheel drives. Okay. So I haven't well, I started out in Outlaws, and then this year I've raced both um, the stock class and the outlaw class, mm -hmm. but I think I'm going to stick to the Outlaws from here on out. Okay. And you race at Galesburg as well, but I know you race other places, so where else do you race? Um, I am racing Kalamazoo this year for the point series. Um, I go to Galesburg, I've been to Springport, Spartan, Berlin, which we didn't really get the race in there, but I went up there with the car, <laughs> and then hopefully Owasso this weekend. Okay, Owasso, awesome. So you've made the rounds, really, the local tracks. There's only a couple of them that you haven't haven't raced at yet, so so that's nice. What, do you, what is your favorite do you prefer to just like maybe stick to one track or do you like going to different tracks? I like going around because I get to just feel, you know, the different banking and different size tracks and drive with new cars, new people. But definitely I know I have my favorite track. I love racing Kalamazoo and, you know, probably always stick to it, but I love yeah. getting out and seeing other tracks too. Yeah, that's fun too. So Tina, you, you talked about looking back. So when you look back now to when you started racing, how did you see your racing journey? You know, where was it going to take you? And, and what were your hopes and dreams for that? Well, I just thought it would be once in a while here and there. Um, after we had built the mini stock, I, we had built a street stock and I started running that. And I got so far ahead in points one year that I ended up winning a championship. And that's one thing I never thought I would do. But I was the first female to win a track champion at Galesburg Speedway. Nice. Very nice. That's awesome. So it's, it's nice that you kind of over-exceeded what your goals were. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. So, Camille, tell me, what are your goals for your racing career? Um, I definitely want to try and get a championship. Yeah. Um, but as far as that, I think, I don't know, I just want to hit big shows and experience a lot of things. Like, um, they've been going down to Bristol the last two years. Yeah. Drives. I want to get my car down there eventually. Um, but yeah, just get around as much as I can, see different things. Okay. Awesome. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the question just for a minute. So um, the people that are listening, um, please like and share what we're doing and let people know we're on. We're gonna put a little plug out there um, for the women in motorsports because we love having you like and share our interviews and our stories. So we hope that you'll like our page and uh, share the interview tonight. And I'll I'll remind you about that again at the end. So. What is it about, let's, let's ask Camille first, and then Tina, you answer as well. What is it about getting in a race car on a Friday or Saturday night that just keeps you coming back? Why are you doing that instead of 
Camille, going to the movie with your friends or doing this or that. What is it about getting in a race car that just draws you back to the track every week? It's definitely a lot of like, uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I don't think about it that much when I'm not in the car, but then when I get in the car, I'm like, why would I not do this? Um, it's definitely fun for sure. And there's nights where I'm like, uh, like all great cars broke again, but fix it, throw it back together and take it out the next week and have fun again anyways. Right. It's kind of like an addiction almost, isn't it? That if, if you weren't doing it, it's you, you miss it so much. I mean, even for a fan, I love the, we were talking about, do you like sitting in the sky boxes or on the bleachers? And I said, I'd rather sit on the bleachers because I want to hear the cars and I want to smell the fuel. And, and everybody was in agreement. They were like, yeah, the, the boxes are nice when it's hot or raining. Otherwise we want to be out where we can feel like we're more a part of it. And so that's, I think that's true for all of us. It just draws us back. So, um, Tina, what about you? What keeps you coming back to the track besides Camille? <laughs> um, actually, it's kind of a it's kind of a stress relief from the week at work. You know, you get to Fridays and you know you can just kind of let loose with your friends and kind of be in the environment that you want to be around and mm -hmm. just just be refreshed from a bad week at work or even a good week at work because you know, you're going to be at the track. Yeah. A couple days. So. Right. Exactly. It's, it's like you're, you can just breathe and let go and, and you're around for me. It's because you're around people that you love and they're doing the same thing that you're doing and you all enjoy mm -hmm. it. So that's a big part of it too. They understand that rate. It's, you know, what racing is and it's not just going in circles, turning left. So, yeah, so many people, I, I say this almost every week, so many people just show up to the track and they don't get one little bit about what it takes to put that car out there. Right. I, I, just, I think every race team should invite someone to the pits with them every week almost and just say, hey, come and watch a race from the pits, come early and see what it takes to get our car on the track. And I think... One, you might have more marketing partners because they realize how hard you work to get that there. And two, it just makes you appreciate the people that are racing because you know that it's taking a lot of income, a lot of time to get that, that car there. I don't care what class you race in. So I encourage all those race teams out there to invite someone to spend a night with you in the pits. I think that'd be, be a great thing. So, Camille, what do your friends think about you racing? Um, a lot of people are confused <laughs> when they know that I race. They're like, oh, you started before you had your license? Is that allowed? Can you do that? Yeah. Like, you're, you're not 18. How do you do it? How do you get in the cars? <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just how it goes. Um, but, yeah, people are definitely surprised at first. Yeah. Um. But other than that, they all are supportive about it. They like if I tell them I win a race, they're like, "Good job," you know. Um, but yeah, that's do they come and watch you race? What was that? Do they come to watch you race? Um, I I don't think anybody's came to watch me race yet. I'm trying to get people to come out and watch me. 
I think if you could get them to come once, they come every week, don't you? Yeah. 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 So um, we have a question for Camille. It's set from Trina Newman. Camille, do you help your dad on your car? Uh, yeah, I try to get out there and help him on stuff. Because usually if I go out there and there's something I don't know how to do, somebody will be out there and be like, like this. And then after that, I can go out there and do it um, on my own. And then, you know, if they're working on somebody else's car in our garage, I can just go out there and hang out and watch everybody. Yeah, exactly. What's going and on? Then, Tina, do you know Earl Lewis? Yeah. Earl, Earl says, ask Tina about her nickname. And we need some suggestions for Camille. She doesn't have one yet. So, <laughs> Tina, tell me what, what's your nickname? Well, my first race car was the Escort. Um, I painted it pink. And the announcer at Galesburg at that time was Bear in the Air. So, he named my car the Pepto Pink Racer and called me Pinky. And okay. it's just stuck with me. So many people, they have no clue what my first name is. They just know me by Pinky. Really? I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. Okay. So, Camille, we're going to have to maybe have a poll here and take some comments about what your nickname should be. Do you have any suggestions? <laughs> um, let's see. My cousin Robbie has been calling me, what was it, High Side Hustler? Oh. <laughs> yeah, she likes the High Line at Kalamazoo. <laughs> Yeah. But, um, yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna encourage our listeners to give us some suggestions for your nickname. That would be fun. So, um, so let me see here. Oh, yeah, Tina. So, what about your friends or your coworkers? What do they think about you racing? Um, but you know, when I raced, a lot of my coworkers, because I've always been in the automotive industry, uh, they come to the track. And where I'm at now, we have quite a few of them that come and watch Camille race, or um, a couple of them race themselves. The McGann boys, I race with both of them, and or work with both of them, and they race off and on. So, okay. pretty much at my work, Napa is a sponsor of Kalamazoo, so they're they're really into the racing there too. So, right, they're they're a sponsor, I think, all the way through up up through NASCAR. So, yeah. yeah. It makes sense that those people would understand your about your love for racing. So yeah, and they're very supportive when I need to leave and haul Camille's car. They they tell me get on out and go do what you need to do. So that's really really nice because a lot of employers probably aren't quite as accommodating as that. Right. So um, Camille, I want you to tell me something about yourself that has nothing to do with racing. Um, wow, I don't do anything. Um, I don't believe that. <laughs> I like, I don't know, I like art and music. I used to play guitar. I don't know if I can remember that much anymore. But okay. Art and music. I All like right. a lot. So you'd be good at designing the, the rap for your car at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we can... And then Tina, how about you? What is something about you that nobody knows? Since you sh you shared your nickname, which I didn't know, so you have anything else you want to share with us? Um, I don't really know. 
Um, I don't have really any other hobbies because on our off season, we're always building a new car. Or, so, okay. uh, you know, I don't, I don't really do anything other than you make the vinyl. Oh, I do. I do well, cut vinyl for the race cars, I guess. <laughs> oh, so. There you go. But, now that might be something people don't know. Cause they're always, racers are always looking for people who cut vinyl. So Tina cuts vinyl guys. So if you need, uh, need some vinyl, there's another person that you can go to. So that's, that's good to know. So let's talk about your proudest moments, Tina, your proudest moment maybe was yourself driving. Maybe it's been Camille or someone else in your family. What's been your proudest moment in the racing arena? Well, it used to be my championship, but then I honestly have to say it was Camille's first win this year at Kalamazoo because Kalamazoo's got some tough competition and those wins do not come easy. So that night she she pulled off a win. I was I was proud. Yeah, absolutely. That's I think we're more proud of our kids and grandkids than if we do it ourselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. People don't understand that until it happens. And, and they think that you're just saying that, but that's not really true. It's it's much more exciting when you see a family member do right. that. So, Camille, what has been your proudest moment? Ooh. Um, I don't know if it would be my wins. Maybe, I don't know, there's just little moments that I have in the car um, at the track. Like, uh, when I make just little passes and everything. I always, like, I'm glad I took that chance, you know, mm -hmm. moving up somehow. But if I had to pick one big thing, it's kind of a work in progress. So hopefully I can get the top 10 points this year, Kalamazoo. Okay. So that'll be... Is that Kalamazoo where you're going for points? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. And do you know where do you stand right now? Um, yeah. I'm 11th. Okay. She's so like you're 23. Yeah, 23 points out of 10. Okay. So not that many points out. So you've got what three? Is it three more points races there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there you go. A couple wins or some high finishes will get you up there. So that's good. We're going to be cheering for you to do that. Hopefully, I can get it. I hope so. I'm. I have confidence in you. I see you race. I need to get a nice new trophy. <laughs> exactly. So, Camille, do you have any marketing partners? Um, you know better than I do. Uh, she has Union City Speed Shop, uh, which is owned by John and Betty Culp, uh, Lafayette Auto, Napa. I know I'm forgetting some. Pops Towing. Uh, Pops Towing, my brother's tow company, and AAA Mini Storage. Okay. Yeah, you got a good number of sponsors there. That's great. So um, since we're talking about women in motorsports, we should probably ask you this question. And I know that you do race with, with and against some other women. So Camille, you first. What would you say to a young lady or a little girl even who says, I want to be just like you. I want to drive a race car. What would you say to her? Do it. Um and if you're going to go and do it, just make sure you got good people with you that are going to support you through it and avoid everything otherwise because there's going to be a lot that's, you get out of the car and people are like, oh, 
that's why that happened on the track. You know, it's a girl. Just um, ignore all that. Make sure you got good people with you. Make sure you got good help that'll get you through the night and do it. Good, good answer. And Tina, what about you? Either as a driver or as the mom talking to another mom, what would you say to them about their daughter starting to be a race car driver? Um, I would tell them to encourage their child to do it. Uh, the biggest fear I had when Camille first started racing was the safety aspect of it. But there's so much out there now, and they are so much safer in a race car than your everyday car. And yeah. I think that's what turns a lot of moms away, because it's their baby. So mm -hmm. I, I would encourage them, you know, to, to research the safety and to let their child at least try it once or twice. And Right. Yeah. Let them, let them see if it's really what they want to do. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. The, I know uh, when McKenna started racing and raced quarter midgets, you know, it is a, it is kind of scary, but honestly, I'd rather see her in a bait car at this point. Um, so it's, it's just a process and you kind of have to get over that because not to say that people don't get hurt because we see it, but there is so much safety out there if you buy into it and if you do everything you can to make your car safe, it's it's like a tank or it could be. So <laughs> right. that's one reason not to try it. Um, so what do you do during the off season? You said you build, build a new car. So is that what you're gonna do this year in the off season? Is Camille gonna have a different car? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. She has three. So I think our focus this off season is just to kind of go through each car and look for anything that needs to be replaced and make them faster. Maybe do a little bit of adjustment on a couple of them to kind of move her up because her first car was built for safety, not speed. So it is a tank. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do some work to the cars and kind of get her a little faster now. So, okay. All right. <clears throat> so I'm going to ask both of you this, you know, success means different things to different people. Some people think that the only reason you're successful is if you win a race or a championship. Some people feel like you're successful if you just get the car out to the track. So I want each of you to kind of tell me as far as racing goes, what, what does success mean to you on or around the racetrack? Um, I personally feel that a successful night is when you can unload your car, go out on the track, race, have fun, and be able to load your car and win or lose as long as you're safe, you had fun, and the car's in one piece. To me, that's a good night, and I mean, it's yeah, it's not easy to come by, but... Yeah, I always said if your car goes home in one piece, you've been you've had a successful night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Camille, what about you? What does it mean to be successful? Um, I mean, probably along the same lines. As long as you know you get home Friday, Saturday night, and you look at the car, and you know you don't have to work on it the next day to get it to the next track or just to make it to the next weekend. Um, there's definitely nights where I pull in and I'm like frustrated that I could have did 
better in the car, but at the end of the day, I don't have to fix anything. Right. It's ready to go. Car's fine. I'm fine. So. It's kind of a trade-off. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to read some of the comments, ladies. So Justin Leroy said he loves Napa. The one on Drake Road really helps him out. So there's a good um, mention for your one of your sponsors. Trina Newman says, I've raced with Tina and Camille, and the whole Lewis family loves to help everyone. Very nice comment for your family. Um, Susan Crutch Ducier, I'm sure I'm bur- murdering her name, says, Camille is very artistic and a very talented writer. Oh, you didn't tell us you were a writer. Might have to talk to you about that. Earl Lewis says, ask Camille about her map. So there you go, Camille. What's what's the deal with the map? Oh, the map. I made a map last night. Um, I don't know where it's at. But I made on a little piece of wood. I drew Michigan on it. And I put all the tracks in Michigan on there. And uh-huh. I put um, a few Indiana tracks at the bottom. And I'm going to go through and keep marking tracks that I've raced at, tracks that I've won at. Um, I have four categories on it. I have never been, watched, raced, and won. So, so far I have a nice collection of different color dots on there, but I want to kind of get out of the area that they're all focused in right now. But it's somewhere. That's very cool. Take a picture of it later and post it to our page so we can see it. I will. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Let's see. Um, Bryson Beebe says, hey, what about your pit crew? Maybe we better give a shout out to them. Um, Bryson helps me a lot uh, when he comes to the track. We bring him, helps me get my tires, everything ready before practice, and comes to my car, asks me, you know, is everything good? You know, checks my tires, checks the pressure difference, temperature, and all that. So he's he's really helpful. Thanks, Bryson. <laughs> Bryson yeah, he is a, that in there, so we had to make sure we knew about the pit crew. So, he's the first one that gets to her car after her race. He goes sprinting to her car, and he's got to make sure he's the uh, one to put that window net down and get her feelings right off the track. So nice. he's a good kid. Every every driver needs somebody like that, I promise you. So now Tabby Tabs says hello to my two favorite ladies. And she said, Camille always says she wants to make it go faster. You're just not going. <laughs> Fast enough, huh? <laughs> I always want to be faster. Be the fastest. Yeah, exactly. You want to be the fastest. You want to win. Earl Lewis says she names her cars. Who is he talking about? Camille. Mm-hmm. Camille. All right, Camille. What's the name of your car? Um. Well, I have the first car that I ever race. That's the blue one. I call that one Two Face because it's blue and black. So it's two colors from Batman. And then when we built the second car, it's like, might as well stick with Batman. And Two-Face in the movie, one of his other names is Apollo. So I named the red car Apollo. Okay. And probably just keep going with that theme. The purple one is Harvey Dent because that's Two-Face's other name. <laughs> right. So I'm just going to keep rolling with it. You're just, there's a lot of characters. So you've got plenty of options there. I just but, want to okay. <laughs> it's interesting that your car names are men 
And I think the men name their cars after women. Is that right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So it says, Bear Apple says, hey, I remember when I had Tina and Earl on my radio show many years ago. Yes, a long time ago. He was the old announcer at Galesburg, and they used to do a radio show on Saturday mornings at a little restaurant in Kalamazoo, and we were on that show. It seems like forever ago. Well, that's interesting. I've, also, I've often thought a Saturday morning radio show would be good, but then if you race on Saturday night, then you can't interview the people that won on Saturday night. So I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to figure that out somehow or other. Cause I still think that's a, a another good radio show to have. Right. So let's talk a little bit about social media. It's, it's big. Uh, everybody has an opinion about how to use it, how not to use it. I know Tina, you're a very positive person. So why don't you give us your thoughts about social media racing, how it should or should not be used? Um, I think social media, you should use it when you're trying to promote and encourage. Um, people don't realize it really does hurt our sport, just like if it was football or basketball. It, it hurts the sport. So, I mean, try to work things out at the track. Don't go home and put it on Facebook and just – just keep it off of Facebook or social media anywhere. Um, and just pick out something positive that happened that night. I mean, if you got crashed, whatever. But pick out the positive from that night and kind of just stay away from the negative. And it, it, it's it's hurting the sport and it's sad. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Camille, what about you? You're kind of the millennial or even younger, the younger generation. What's your take on Facebook and racing and positive negativity kind of things? Um, yeah, it's definitely, there's a lot of things out there that hurt the tracks. Like, you have all these tracks for sale, and a few of the owners have come out and said, like, we're just tired of getting all this backlash, and you know a lot of it's coming from Facebook. Mm -hmm. And if you have a problem with a track, putting it on Facebook isn't going to help anyways. Just go talk to them and either put your mind at ease or get the problem solved. Um, so yeah, definitely it makes a lot more progress and it moves you a lot farther ahead if you just talk to people and get all the negative things off Facebook for yeah. the world to label us. Yeah, exactly. One one negative comment takes 10 positive to turn around. And, and I wish people would go back and watch Gary Howe's interview from a couple of weeks ago. Oh, because, yeah. I mean, he, he was very clear and very, I mean, it was a good interview. And it, I don't know, I kind of went back and watched it. And he's got a lot of good points. So people just need to go to Twist Talk and find that interview when they're having a bad night and just listen to what Gary has to say, because it's true for all the tracks. So. Yeah, absolutely. He, for a guy who they typically don't get a lot of answers out of, I mean, he answers, but he's, he's kind of like, uh, doesn't always stay on the radio very long. Yeah. Um, he, you could tell that he had a subject that he was passionate about and he wants the tracks to survive. He wants all the tracks to survive, not just Kalamazoo Speedway. 
Right. And it was a great interview. And I, I so agree. It was two weeks ago tomorrow that he was on. So all the twist network interviews are out there for you to find. Definitely go back and, and listen to that one. And if you want to share something on Facebook, that's what you need to be sharing. Right. Sharing positive things that are going on, not just on Twist Network, but you know, if you find something positive with raising a Tina, you're you're always doing this, showing sharing positive things. So I, I think we need to challenge our listeners over and over and over. If you can't say something nice about the racetrack then you should either should be quiet or find something nice to say because the negativity is getting old for all of us for sure. Mm -hmm. So um, someone on the twist network says, are you going to be for team wood or team Gibbons this Sunday? You know, they're going to race each other, right? Yeah. I'm going to have to say Woody. I mean, I love Jim, but I'm going to have to support Woody. Okay. Camille, what about you? I don't know. What are they racing? Let's see. Woody has his van. Woody and has his van. I don't know what Jim's racing. Trailer race. Trailer race, yeah. <sighs> Tough decision. Woody says Team Woody. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> He'll know how to make the biggest wrecks, I guess. Yeah. You're like, oh, that'll picture well. <laughs> and then we'll go for it. Right, because he's the guy that wants to roll every bus. Yeah. So he's probably going to roll his van or do something crazy. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, that's going to be fun. So we were Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What he says is the trailer race. So you guys, we were talking about, you know, when you have a bad day at the track and everybody has one, whether it's their own fault or somebody else's, when you have a bad day at the track, do you go home and talk about it? Do you have somebody that you can just air it to and then it's over and done? What do you do when you have a bad day? Tina? Well, um, usually Camille and I haul her car to the track and then her dad brings my truck over after he gets out of work. So her and I have the truck to come home in and it takes us about 35 minutes to get home from Kalamazoo. So... Usually, if she's had a bad night at the track, we kind of talk about it on the way home. And by the time we get home, she's forgotten about it. And it's the night's done and we move on. So, right. So, basically, the car ride home is her vent session to me. <laughs> okay. All right. Camille, is that, is that how you feel about it? Do you see it the same way? Yep. Pretty much yeah. Friday nights, talk about it in the car. Saturday nights, talk about it at Steak and Shake, and then usually if everybody makes enough jokes about what happened, then we're all good and laughing again, and everything's fine. So how did Woody know you go to Steak and Shake after? It's usually, we've been doing it for a couple years. Um, a bunch of us will get together, sometimes on Friday nights. Um, most of the time on Saturday after the races, a bunch of us will meet at Steak and Shake and just kind of... Talk about the night, talk about the weekend, and just kind of laugh about things that happened. So, okay, well, that's a good way to do it too. That kind of lets you air it out, and and if you you know if you can laugh about something even though it was seemed terrible at the moment, then you can move on. So I can't remember. I I just heard on one of the like NASCAR broadcasts 
where they talked about, you know, what about what happened, you know, the prior race and the guy and the driver said, it doesn't matter what happened the prior race, really, because it's over. We have to focus on the next race. And so, you know, that that's kind of a good thing. It's like you don't dwell on the past about what went wrong and who ran into you or what broke. It's just like, okay, we got another race in front of us. Here we go. And I love that. I love that he said that. I think that's a great way to to do your racing because it's it's a lot of bad nights and some good ones mixed in. And so, you know, I've been watching some racers this week or this year, and some of them are really struggling and they keep going back for more. And they're just they're committed. They're not going to give up. So right. I know you guys are the same way. You're not going to give up. Yeah, and at Kalamazoo, I mean, and I'm only saying this because we do it every Friday night, but at Kalamazoo, I think that's probably one of the most respected. Uh, the drivers there all respect their own equipment. They respect each other's. And if something does happen, there are so many people there at your car to make sure they don't care if they're a late model driver or a sportsman driver. Friday night, Camille had an issue, and we had so many people come and help her. And I just, I see a lot of respect between the drivers at that track, so we barely have a rough night at Kalamazoo, so it's yeah, always, you know you're going to have somebody there to help, so. Right, and that's that's what the racing family is all about. You can compete on the track, but when you need help, everybody's there to help, so yeah, that's awesome. So do you guys have a favorite driver, either locally or NASCAR, Tina? Kyle Busch. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> I will never doubt him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then Camille. On that front. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows we're Kyle Busch fans too, so. Yeah. How about you, Camille? Oh, favorite driver, myself. Um, <laughs> I like Jeff's nails. He's oh. always so fun to watch, and he helps everyone out in the pits. It doesn't matter. He's always running people's cars, even if he's in line for his race. <laughs> like, shouldn't you have a car to go in? But he's over helping change a tire instead. So, And nice. he's fast, and he always puts on good shows. Good. So Tim Loop says that I need to join you one night at Steak and Shake. So I'll have to get with you about that and um, come to Steak and Shake with you one night after the race. That sounds like a good plan. So let me check here, ladies, and see if we have any other comments that I did not get. Um, <laughs> so Larry Richardson says, Camille, good answer. I always tell everyone that my favorite driver is Larry Richardson. <laughs> We know, Larry, we know. <laughs> so I guess you have, to, you have to support yourself first, and then you can finish and support somebody else. So um, I don't have any other questions for you right off the top here. So ladies, I'm going to start with you, Camille. Is there anything I did not ask you about that you want to share with us about yourself, your racing career? Where can we follow and find what you're doing, that kind of thing? Um, you have a Facebook page. There's not really anything for me, but we have a um, Family Ties Racing page. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just Family Ties Racing on Facebook. 
Okay. Uh, which is our big collective of all of us. Okay. Um, and then I think there's a link to a website on there. All right. Um, but other than that, yeah, I don't really have any pages or anything. Okay. So, Tina, anything that you want to share with us about your race team, people you want to thank, anything at all? Uh, no, uh, just pretty much like Camille said, we do have a Family Ties Racing page, and there we have, I have nieces and nephews that race, and upcoming nephew that wants to race, and so if you want to know anything about us, you can check out that page. Okay. And we just want to say thank you for what you're doing to get the women recognized out in the sport, whether you're a driver or a ticket person or anything to do with racing it's not all about the drivers and you've you went out of your way and you've gotten so much of a variety of people to do interviews with and we've watched them and it's great so it's great to have you do something like that thank you i appreciate that very much you guys were one of our first members of our association which i thank you for that you've been huge support to me since i started and uh, we didn't really even know each other before that. No. I mean, I knew the name, but I didn't really know you at all. And now I feel like we've become good friends and we we post a lot of positivity, which is something I like to see. So um, I appreciate all that you're doing too to support what I'm doing. Um, Miranda Peterson says, I love you, Aunt Tina and Camille. Better get that one in there. And um, I think that's about all I have for tonight. So ladies, thank you for being on. Uh, Camille's going to be racing at um, Owasso on Saturday, correct? Yep. The Clash is coming up next week at Kalamazoo. That's a big race. We're all probably going to be there. Hopefully I'm home from Arizona by then. Otherwise, my husband will be going alone. But, um, yeah, we've got some big races coming up here for the end of the season. And, Camille, I wish you all the best. Thank lots you. of luck, lots of wins for that uh, map of yours. I'm anxious to see that, so make sure you post a picture of that. So thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. All right. So that was Tina and Camille Lewis. Tina is the mom. Camille's the daughter. And they're part of Family Ties Racing, very well-known racing family here in the Kalamazoo-Galesburg area. Um, glad to have them on with me tonight. They've been in racing for a long time and family is all about that. That family is all about racing. That's what they do when they're not at work. And that's true of so many families. So um, thanks again for being on ladies. We've got some great shows coming up. I've got some um, women in the, in the pipeline here that I think are going to be really interesting interviews coming up. We'll get those out to you as soon as I get confirmations. Once again, we are sponsored by the International Women's Motorsports Association, IWMANation.com or RacingGirlsRock.com. We're also um, sponsored by Send Out Cards. We are a relationship marketing system that you can put your picture of your race car on and send a thank you to maybe somebody that helped you in the pits when you had trouble, maybe uh, a sponsor, a crew member, a family member. It's quick and easy to do, costs you about $2, and you can do it from your phone. So if you're interested in learning more about how to thank your, your crew and your fans and everybody, um, just get a hold of me, and I'd love to show you how to do that. 
So until next week, I want to say uh, stay cool. I'm in hot Arizona, 105 today, and it's actually uh, the coolest day I've been here. So um, we'll talk to you soon. Next week on Tuesday, there is going to be a special show at 7 o'clock about the clash. I will not have my regular show. Um, the Twist Network guys, Jason Seltzer, I'm not sure who else, are going to be on my time slot to promote the clash, which will be on the next evening. So make sure you tune in for that. I know they'll have some really awesome things ready for you next week about the clash. And I'm going to get my plane ticket booked so I can be home and not miss it. All right. I'll talk to everybody soon. Have a great night.